Bidzy Small Business Society number 20. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Can a subtle shift in focus really make that big of a difference in your business and your income? Our guest today on Bidzy Small Business Society says absolutely yes. Bob Berg is a sought-after speaker and an author with total book sales of over 1 million copies. Bob is an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system and believes that the amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. We are extremely excited and privileged to have him on our show today. Bob, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Well, for the last, uh, I guess, 27, 28 years, basically I've been a, a conference speaker and convention speaker. So I speak at a lot of sales and leadership conferences throughout mostly North America. Uh, I've spoken in different different uh, countries around the world, but I, I try to keep it mostly to uh, North America. Um, and, you know, aside from the speaking, we, we have a team of certified go-giver speakers and we have uh, various public events uh, as of late, go, the uh, Go-Giver Sales Academy uh, that we put on. So that that's sort of the, the model, if you will. So I went in and read the Go-Giver recently myself. Can you tell us, what is the premise of, of the book? Well, the premise itself, because it's a, it's a business parable as opposed to a how-to book, uh, and the premise, the premise of the story is that shifting one's focus, and this is really the key, shifting one's focus from getting to giving. And when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing value to others. And that doing so is not only a a nice way to conduct business, it's a financial, a very financially profitable way to do business as well. So you talk about the entrepreneurial spirit, but what about those who are not entrepreneurs? It seems like in the go-giver, it's it's geared towards business, but what about those that aren't in business? Does that message still apply to them? Yeah, you know, it does because we're all really in business for ourselves, whether we are or not. So someone who is uh, uh, has a position in a, uh, a traditional company, let's say, well, they have a customer themselves. Their customer is their their employer. And what they need to do is be sure that they focus on providing value above and beyond to that that uh, that employer. And it also includes people they work with, people they report to, and uh, and it could be the end user as well, depending upon what their what their position is. Uh, but we all need to make sure that our focus is on providing value. Uh, providing exceptional value to those people whose lives we touch. Right, Bob. I want to get into value a little bit later, but right now um, I just want to talk about uh, you and your excitement about the reissue of the expanded edition of The Go-Giver. What else is exciting you right now in addition to that? Well, 
probably the most exciting thing is building our team of certified go-giver speakers. We are really enjoying that. Kathy Tajanel, my business partner, and I uh, have been doing this for a few years now. And a lot of the, the the people who come into the program are people who've already been successful entrepreneurs and business leaders. And uh, they may have gotten, in fact, it usually is, that they they had read the book and it, it made a difference for them. And uh, they now want to have a speaking platform. And so they uh, they basically purchase the rights to utilize any of my intellectual properties that I've developed over the past 27, 20 years, whatever, uh, to do that. So we teach them how to do that, how to have a, a profitable and enjoyable speaking business, uh, and basing it around the five laws of the go-giver and so forth. So that, that's the most exciting thing. And then this, this newest venture that Kathy and I have started the go-giver, uh, sales academy, uh, and we're going to be holding those monthly starting in a couple of months. We're very excited about that. So, you know, it's always fun when you have something going that you can build upon and that you find you, you find a great deal of pleasure in and you feel as though you're you're touching people's lives with it in a positive way. Right. So those go-giver speakers, uh, they've read the book, obviously, and they you said that they have had some success as entrepreneurs. But are, do they possess any other qualities that you're looking for? Like what what does their blueprint look like when you bring them on board for that? Well, we've had everyone from very, very successful realtors to successful, uh, uh, well, a couple of successful CEOs uh, of companies, big companies, and uh, uh, people in finance, people who are in, you know, just various, and some who've just done great in, in general sales and who have wanted to now start to speak. So, uh, you know, it tends to be someone who already, and some coaches, who've come in and want to utilize the materials in their coaching uh, as opposed to even speaking. So uh, it's it's a, an eclectic group, and we really enjoy that because we always say we don't want them to be clones of me. Uh, we, we want them to to be to do their own thing and to, to be who they are, only they're using you know the materials from The Go-Giver, which also includes the material from my books, Endless Referrals and uh, The Ultimate Influence, uh, principles from adversaries into allies and so forth. Bob, the main character in The Go-Giver faces many challenges. Does this provide a blueprint for up-and-coming entrepreneurs? What sort of challenges have you faced in your early earlier days, and what sort of challenges do you continue to overcome today? Sure. Well, remember, the, the, the main character, the protege in the story, his name was Joe, uh, which I get, and I guess one reason we named him Joe, John David Mann, my awesome co-author and I, one reason we named him Joe, I think, although we never discussed this, I think it's because he was just the average Joe, you know, mm -hmm, or, yeah. or Josephine. And and we've all been, we've all been there, right, when we started out. And and in certain ways, we, we're all Joes, un, you know, until we learn. But, but he starts out as someone who's a, a good guy. He's ambitious and he's, He's hardworking and he, you know, but he's very focused on himself. And, you know, it's all about Joe. It's all, it's who owes Joe what and what Joe did for this person. And, he, and because of this, he's really nowhere near as successful as he thinks he should be. He's kind of, instead of a go-giver, he's kind of a go-taker. Uh, and we, you know, people think, well, the go-giver, is that opposite of a go-getter? No, we love <laughs> go-getters, right? Because go-getters are people of action. And we know you've got to, you've got to take action on the ideas, ideas, thoughts, intentions in and of themselves might be fine, but they're not going to get us anywhere without taking action on them. So we want people to be go-getters and go-givers, just not go-takers. And that's kind of what Joe was. And, and what Joe learned that most entrepreneurs do need to learn is that it isn't about us. 
It isn't about us. It's about our customers. It's about our prospective customers. It's about our clients because, and I often say this when I, when I speak at a sales conference, and I, I think this is something that we all need to, to I, we all know it, but we sometimes don't consciously know it. And that is nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Right, they're not going to buy from you because you need the money or really need the sale. They're not going to buy from you because you think your product is great and they should have it. Right. They're going to they don't care about that. They stuff. don't. That's they right. don't care. Um, uh, and even if they're empathetic, they're still not going to buy from you. They'll, they might feel badly for Those you. Those aren't going to be the right. reasons they're going to open their exactly that's right. right. And they're going to buy from you because they believe that ultimately it's in their best interest to do so, and that's the only reason they should buy from you. And so what that means is that when you come into this and they can sense that you're all about the sale, about the money, about the commission, that your goal is to transfer their money from, you know, their their pocket to yours, they're going to be less trusting of you. They're going to like you less. They're not going to but when they know you're there for them, when they know that you are totally focused on bringing value to their lives, to making their lives better, to, to, <clears throat> excuse me. And what, you know, I always define sales or selling as simply discovering what the other person wants, needs, or desires and helping them to get it. And so when they know you're there for that reason to help them, now they're much more likely to do business with you. And, and, and this is why, you know, John and I say that money is simply an echo of value. Uh, it's the thunder to values lightning, if you will, which simply means you must focus on them. Uh, uh, you must focus on bringing value to them. And the money you the value comes first. The money you receive is simply a very natural and direct result of the value you provide. Great, great stuff. You keep go, going back to this theme of value, and that is great. So it, it might be tough for individuals to get started on their own, and I think this is why uh, mentors and coaches are important. What's the best way to find one, and what's it, what should someone not do when they're approaching one? Well, that's a great question because what, what I was just not doing is simply approaching someone who you admire and saying, hey, would you mentor me? <laughs> and, and the reason why is because it's, it's sort of like going up to someone who, you know, who doesn't know you from a hole in the wall and saying, Hey, would you mind sharing with me your 30 or 40 years of experience? And it, what it does is it doesn't respect the process because a, a mentor protege relationship is just that it's a relationship. And it takes time to, to develop and cultivate it. And so what I would suggest instead is if there is someone who you admire and someone who you would like to, you know, to eventually mentor you or whatever, what I would do is, you know, I'd, I'd research as much of them as I could. And then I would simply ask, and again, the, the medium upon uh, with which you make the request doesn't matter whether it's, it's, it's phone or email or social media or what have you, but it's to simply say that, uh, that if it wouldn't be too much trouble or if this wouldn't be inappropriate, I would love to, to ask you a couple of very quick, specific questions. Uh, you know, you're letting this person know that you're not going to take up their time, that you're not going to just, you know, ask them silly things. And I would make sure, of course, that you do not ask them anything that you could just as easily found out for yourself by doing a little bit of research. 
And then when you do ask them and you thank them and you let them know that you will, you know, apply their, their, their wisdom, their, their suggestions, what have you, and that you'll let them know what I would do is then that day I'd write a handwritten thank you note, uh, hand addressed and stamped with a regular, uh, stamp and send it to them, thanking them for their time that you realize that they took time from their busy schedule. And that again, you look forward to applying their information and you'll keep in touch and let them know. One thing you could do is, is, you know, again, research and find out their favorite charity and make a small donation. It doesn't have to be a big one, but a small donation in their name. Uh, they'll be notified by that charity. And you're not doing this to, to kiss up to them, but just to, again, let them know that you respect the process, that even though you aren't in a position to provide value to them as they are to you, that you still want to do whatever you can to, you know, to, to let them know how much you appreciate it. And then again, you know, eventually you're going to have another question and you can, and sometimes you can find ways if you know they're interested in something and you're able to do some research and get them some information, you know, those little things you can do. And then again, when you're ready to ask another question, you do so when you don't take up a lot of extra time and you now eventually, you know, there's more of a, of a, a conversation going and eventually there's more of a relationship going and it turns into a mentor protege relationship. And those are very valuable. Right. And I think it's some of these simple things uh, allow you to quickly see if there's actually going to be a relationship that can be cultivated there, right? Exactly. That's a great point. Exactly. Sure, Bob. So you've had some challenges that you have embraced and overcome. You're a successful speaker, author and entrepreneur. What is the most rewarding part of your journey so far? Well, you know, I think the most rewarding part, and, and there's not one thing uh, per se, but it's very rewarding when you hear from someone after a speaking engagement or someone who's read one of your books who, who again, they took action on it uh, and it made a huge difference for them and they write you to let you know. Uh, I never, never get tired of, of that. That's something I just always think is, is very, very special. And, you know, you asked me earlier and I, I, I wasn't avoiding the question, but I, I just forgot about it as I was answering. <laughs> and I apologize. You asked me about some of the mistakes or challenges in, and so forth. And, right. you know, one of my biggest ones that, that really set my business back for a while was in the late nineties when just when technology was really starting to, to come into play. And I was, I've never been a very technological or technologically oriented person. Uh, and so I really, you know, I, I had a, a successful business and I, uh, uh, didn't want to really get into all the, the, the technology that was happening. I, why should I have to do that? I've got a successful business. I don't have to do that. Also, I, I had made another mistake where I had one client that was so big that they were really, uh, it was a, their business was a whole lot of my income. And we all know not to do that, not to, to ever have all your eggs in one basket when sure, it comes diversify. to one. Exactly. And I knew, and I told people that, you know, and yet it was so comfortable for a couple of years with that one client that I didn't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't careful about that. So I had two things happen at the same time. One is I refused to embrace technology, even though it was obviously something that was, that was happening with me or without me. And I had, a, a all my eggs with one client. And of course, something happened with that client in their business. And I lost a whole lot of that income. So now I was really in a pickle. 
And it taught me a lesson. It really, by the way, took me a good couple of years to recover from that. And what it said to me was, you know what, Berg, you might not like change. You know, sometimes in the, in the, in the personal development field, there's what I call a personal development political correctness, uh, where we're supposed to always think everything is great. Okay. Uh, for example, people say, well, uh, you know, ch embrace change because change is great. Change is wonderful. You know what? I hate change. <laughs> I, you know, I like systems in which I do something, I succeed at it. I've got it going. I don't want to change, you know? And so, but you know what? It doesn't matter. You got to do it anyway. And, and so what you do is you embrace change, whether you want to or not, <laughs> because it's going to happen anyway. And exactly. that was a lesson. That was a lesson I, I had to learn. It's a powerful lesson that I think we all need to learn very early on on our journey. That's true. Okay, we'll finish up after we've had a chance to thank our sponsors. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, are you tired of scrambling on the phone searching for someone to complete your project? Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to connect with a service provider who may or may not be available to help you with your projects? Try Bidzy. Post your projects for free at Bidzy.com and we will connect you with respected local businesses who will bid on your projects. Everything from home renovation and auto repair to handyman and cleaning services. Post your projects for free, sit back and let local businesses come to you. Businesses, are you trying to find a way to expand your customer base without breaking the bank? Finding new customers and marketing your business is expensive and time-consuming. Try Bidzy. Bidzy notifies you each time a customer posts a project in your subscribe categories. Submit your bid, win the project, gain a new customer relationship. Sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com to connect with new customers and grow your business. So, Bob, making money is very important in business. Mm -hmm. But one of, the, one of the five laws that you, you and John share in your book revolves around value. So how do you add that value without cutting your own throat in an extremely competitive marketplace? Sure. Well, ad adding great value uh, does the opposite of cutting your throat. It actually makes you more desirable in the marketplace. Uh, first, let's let's understand the difference because this is so important. The difference between price and value because price price is a dollar figure. It's a dollar amount. It's finite. It simply is what it is. Right. Uh, value can be defined as the relative worth or desirability of a thing of something to the end user or beholder. In other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth or value to it that a person will willingly exchange their money for it and be glad they did while you still make a very healthy profit. Uh, in the story, we use uh, Iafrate's Italian Cafe. And it was a, you know, a high-end restaurant. As Joe described, it was in, in a swanky part of the city. So when you ate there, you know, you were paying a lot of money to do so. But 
the experience you received, the customer experience was immense from the moment you walked in and they held the doors for you to how they took you over to Sal, the maitre d' who made you feel like a million bucks and he seated you and the team of wait staff was there and they, they knew exactly when to pay attention to you and when to leave you alone and the food was just exquisite and it was the, presented fantastically well and the whole ambiance was great. So you may have paid a couple of hundred dollars, but you came away from it with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of value. And, you know, we, we always need to understand that value is always in the eyes of the beholder. So the question is, you know, technology is leveled off the playing field, right? So basically any product or service is now just a commodity. And when it comes down, if you can't differentiate yourself in the mind's eye of the prospect, then you're left to doing that most dangerous thing in business, and that is selling on low price. Uh, that's a very dangerous guy. Unless your name is Walmart. If your last name is Walmart, that's okay. You know, they, they've, they've mastered that. <laughs> but otherwise, selling on low price, making low price your unique selling proposition is not a good idea. Uh, in fact, when you sell on price, you're, you're basically looked at as a commodity. When you sell on value, you're seen as a resource. So what you need to do, since most products and services are pretty much the same, is you need to be that additional value. And, you know, there are many ways, there are probably hundreds of ways to provide value to others. They tend to come down to what we call five elements of value, and they are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree that you can communicate those, uh, you know, in every touch point with your prospect, with your customer, with your client, that's the degree that you separate yourself from the pack and you totally take price out of the equation. And none of that has to be financially costly. Bob, I'm sure you're at a level where a lot of your business grows organically, but are mm -hmm. you doing anything right now to proactively grow your customer base? Well, we, we do again right now, while most of my speaking engagements come in organically, uh, with the certified go-giver speaker program, uh, that we have to still, you know, go out there and, uh, prospect. We don't prospect individually. We attract people into that. And then we, of course, uh, uh, talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. Sure. And with, groom them. Is that right? Um, yeah, well, I mean, once we know that there's some interest, uh, now it's a matter of discovering their wants, needs, and desires. You know, why would they want to be a certified go-giver speaker? What do they expect to get out of it? What do, you know, how is it going, how is doing so going to be, uh, a part of their, uh, aim to be happy because, you know, we all, we all seek happiness. We all do things because we believe it's going to make us happy. So it's only when we can understand it from their point of view that, um, you know, that the situation might take place that they become a go-giver speaker. And then for the, um, for the, uh, uh, go-giver sales Academy, uh, we will, we will also have to do the prospecting for that as well, because not everyone knows we're doing that. So we'll have to, again, proactively put the word out. So, Bob, besides The Go-Giver, is there a book, podcast, or other resource that you use for motivation and that you would recommend for our listeners? Huh, well, there are a lot of great, uh, great podcasts out there. I, I can tell just from speaking with you that yours is one of them. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Bob. We appreciate uh, that. Thanks. I'll, I'll tell you one that is just fantastic is uh, uh, EO Fire uh, with John Lee Dumas. Of course. Love He's, EO Fire. Yeah, he is absolutely amazing. Uh, and then there are, you know, there are so many out there now that you saw, they're fantastic. Uh, 
So I think it's a matter of of different people will uh, will sort of gravitate to you know to different ones based on the information that that comes through. But I, I would start with John Lee Dumas's and and go from there. Uh, Bob, was there one piece of advice you received before you even knew anything about what being a go giver entailed that was a real difference maker for you? Well, about. 35 years ago, maybe more than that now, I'm not sure, but it was when I was first in, in sales and, um, I I was just starting to kind of do some good things in it. I was just starting to produce. And I remember coming back to the, uh, company office, uh, really dejected because I, I was at a non-selling appointment. It was not non-selling by design. It was that I didn't, you know, I didn't do, uh, the appropriate job in order for the sale to take place. And uh, I remember the, um, uh, I, I remember saying that, that, that the, uh, I was mad because the prospect just didn't get it. I mean, this would have been such a great, you know, product for him. And, and one of the people there was kind of an older guy. He was just about to retire and I didn't know him very well, but he, he, uh, fortunately had some advice for me that I was ready to listen to. And he said, well, Berg, he said, first, when the, when the shooter misses the target, it ain't the target's fault. And what he meant was it wasn't up to the customer to get why the product or service was a good thing for him. It was up to me to effectively communicate it. And of course, you don't do that by talking about it. You do that by asking questions and listening and then then matching the benefits of your product or service with his or her needs, wants, and desires. But then he said something to me next that was a real game changer. He said, you know, Berg, if you want to make a lot of money in business, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said... Don't have making money as your target. Your target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. But always remember, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It's not the target itself. Your target is serving others. It sounds to me like you create that value and a necessary byproduct of you creating that value will be money in your pocket. Exactly. Exactly. What does the future look like for Bob Berg? It looks like a lot more fun. You know, I'm 58 years old right now, and my goal is to do less and less uh, speaking on the road and uh, more and more with our certified go-giver speaker program and the... uh, uh, in the Go-Giver Sales Academy. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. You know, there'll be some more books in the future, I'm sure, and and uh, just creating value as, as best I can. And uh, uh, again, just doing, doing w- what makes me happy, which I think is what we need to do in order to best serve others. Great stuff, Bob. We are going to do our best to stay connected with you. On that note, how can our listeners connect with you? The best way is just to visit Berg, B-U-R-G dot com, and they can subscribe to my Influence and Success Insights, uh, download chapter one of The Go-Giver and some of my other books. They can check out my blog, and they can connect with me on all the various social media, and everything is, is right there at the homepage. Perfect, Bob. Thank you so much for taking some time to speak with us on Bidzy Small Business Society today. You have a good one, okay? You too. Thank you. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com.
Thanks for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how you can grow your small business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.